Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. It's traditional in India, either before or after a meditation, to say these words, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Shanti means both peace and silence. Same word for both, because you can't really have one without the other. And the three times that it is said refers to peace on the outer level, peace within, and the supreme peace of union with God. But how many of us really want peace? Ask yourself, do you really want to be serene, peaceful, silent, implacable, unshakable in every situation throughout your life? Or would that be boring too? How many really want that? Yeah, we have a taker. Ah, okay. Well, that's good. That's the eye of the statement saying that anyway. That's the conscious mind. The unconscious mind, of course, if you really wanted it, you'd already have it. In the Chan Buddhist tradition, they have a wonderful word that they use. They say the ego's fundamental drive is to stir up vexations. I love that word, vexations. Is, is there a Spanish equivalent of vexation? Vejación. What is it? Vejación. Vejación? Ah, okay. Great. Perfecto. Gracias. Does it have that same feeling of yes. wanting to irritate yourself and and others, but yes, creating trouble. The ego wants to create trouble for itself. When life gets too peaceful, too good, it finds a way to throw some monkey wrench into the situation, right? Can everybody relate to that? And we don't even know why we do it. It kind of hits us from behind, but we know that we set it up somehow. And unless we can overcome that drive, of course, we won't achieve the shanti that we really are. So we have to understand why would the ego want to disturb itself when life could be so peaceful. Life could be just a very beautiful dream. And yet we tend to turn it into a nightmare. Part of the answer that is given in all of the spiritual traditions is that indeed we already are that peace. It's not that we have to attain it. It's not that we have to do something to become peaceful. We are that. But then on top of this peaceful nature, a false self has been created based on identities that were projected on us as children by our parents. And out of love for them, we decided, okay, we'll pretend to be what they think we are. Even if, if what they projected on us wasn't all that good in many cases, 
But we'll hold on to that and be that for them because we don't want to disappoint them. They're our parents after all, right? So we, we decide to do it. We take on the clothes of their fantasies that they had for us and we act them out. And that becomes our script. Now, sometimes your two parents had two very different projections on you. You know, one wanted you to be the doctor and the other the ballerina, and then what do you do? But nonetheless, you do your best to fulfill uh, these demands of the role that you are put in, and often an impossible situation that comes of it, and that tends to pull you apart and torment you. And so the vexation is already built into the ego structure. But we know also that this is a false self. It's a script, it's a role, it's artificial, a construct. And then we make that construct as wonderful as we can make it. We love it because it was the construct our parents gave us. And so out of that love for this doll, this computer program, however you want to call it, any metaphor will do, but it's our creation, this ego, even though it doesn't work very well because it's made out of these conflicted projections, including shadow projections. Often the parents unwittingly will project the negative as well as the positive, or through their own busyness or frustrations or uh, inability to give the unconditional love that the child needs, we take that as a sign we don't deserve it, and we add that into the mix of the identity that we hold on to. And so there's a, a sense perhaps of lack, insignificance, uh, unworthiness that we carry and we pretend to believe that we are. And then a time comes when we forget that this is all pretense. And then it hardens, it petrifies, and then we are stuck in it like a, a straitjacket. And all it is is a, a, a tissue of constant vexation. And to get away from the fact that we're wearing this straitjacket, then we like to throw the vexation out into the outer world so that it's not tormenting us internally and we keep the vexation going out there. Because if we don't do that, not only do we deal with the inner vexation of feeling unlovable and all of those other negatives, but we also realize that it is false and that underneath that we don't know who we are. We're lost. And we're afraid of exploring what is behind the mask that we wore since birth, since childhood. What could be back there? And we're afraid that there's nothing there, a nothing in a bad sense of uh, someone who's uninteresting, who has nothing to say, who takes the silence and the peace as being a lack of wisdom or a lack of uh, power because this world judges us on what we can articulate and how fast we can come up with the answers and all of that. And so we have to maintain that standard. And so we have been taught to keep the mind always going, always going as fast as possible to try to have the answer and to outthink the other guy and outwit their strategies and maintain ourselves uh, in equilibrium in the contest of wills that the world has become. But underneath that, of course, is always that sense of wondering, who really am I? And by not knowing, of course, a sense of anxiety. So when we meditate, we want to blast through all of that. 
we want to leave the mask and that whole plane of false consciousness behind and sit in the truth of our being. And the truth of our being is indescribable. It is not knowable or articulable in words. It can only be known in the silence. We can only know it by being it. And it's not even an it, it's not a thing. There's a formlessness. But when we sit in silence and we don't focus our minds anywhere, not try to figure anything out, not try to even answer the question, who am I? but simply be, then what happens through the, the focus and the concentration, the investigation, you could say, without words, but the observation of the actual quality of our being when we are not trying to be anything, then what comes up is actually miraculous. If you'll allow it to come up and not allow judgments of voices saying, oh, there's nothing there, oh, forget it, this will never work, this will take years, you're not cut out to meditate, that's for saints and sages, all those kinds of, of things. If you don't believe in those because they're part of the mask, they're part of the ego structure that wants to hold you in the straitjacket, the conditioning. But if you go behind the conditioning and refuse to listen to those voices that want to tell you you're too small and insignificant to have union with God. What are you talking about? Who are you kidding? You don't deserve it. All of those things, they will show up. Let them go. Get thee behind me, Satan. But don't get into an argument with Satan. Just let, let it go on and it will, it will become bored with its own voice if you don't buy into it until you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the silence, you will find the miraculous fact that you are filled with divine love. That you are that. That's the actual substance of your being. And that there's an inner radiance, a radiance that you may not see with the physical eyes, but a radiance of mind, a radiance of being that emerges in this space of the emptiness. And if you allow the radiance to emerge without keeping the light under a bushel, without saying, oh no, that couldn't be, this is a trick of my mind, or whatever you, else the ego might uh, say to divert you from it, if you will allow it to emerge like a well, it will spring up and, and the, the power of God within you will fill you with joy, with bliss, with an overwhelming love of all that is and a sense of the unity uh, with all that is, which is the truth of your being. It won't come in words. The more silent you are, the more the power of your being and the divine essence of your being will emerge in the field of consciousness in which ego has been eliminated. Okay, so all we are doing is eliminating the obstructions of the ego mind so that the purity of our true being is able to be perceived again. That's all. You're not creating it. You're, you're not suggesting it into yourself. It's not a trick of the mind. That's why we, don't, we want to keep the mind silent. Just observe it. And it is the natural supernaturalness of our being that emerges effortlessly. Okay, the main thing is just keep focusing on the energies that are present in the silence. That's all, without demanding anything of it. Okay, without asking for anything special. Just let yourself be. 
you'll start out being aware of the body, but pretty soon the body and the external world will disappear as you focus deeper and deeper in the silence. The next thing will be realizing yourself as consciousness and mind, but that will also drop away and you'll go to a deeper level that can only be called spirit or essence. And as you get to these deeper and deeper levels of silence, the power will be more and more palpable of this divine energy that can only be referred to as love. And if you'll sit in it long enough, it will dissolve those negative voices once and for all. And it will dissolve the desires and the fears that go along with the ego. And all of the other neuroses and the other anxieties, depressions, addictions, all of those things will dissolve along with it because all of them are symptoms of the lack of love and the disconnect from your real being. They are compensations for that which was missing in your life and that's why you created the vexations. But once you have found that which you're looking for within, you won't need or want those vexations in your life anymore and they will simply disappear magically, automatically, without your having to do anything. And once there has been a disidentification from the ego, false identity, there is no need to identify with or as anything. And then there's a spontaneous beingness that moves through your life and speaks through you and acts through you. And your life belongs to this higher consciousness. As St. Paul said, is no longer I but Christ that liveth through me. It will be a natural state of living in, in grace. And it doesn't require any special uh, sainthood uh, certificates in order to achieve this state. It really is your natural being of all of us. Okay? So simply allow it without creating any objections or diversions or reasons why you believe this couldn't happen to you. And it will. Okay? It's inevitable. And it can happen tonight. Okay? So let's make it happen. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.